1: Terren Pridge.
4: Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Eight minutes after 5 o'clock. On this Monday, September the 11th of 2023, my name is Darren Pritchett. Greatly appreciate you joining me on this Monday following a Notre Dame 45-24 victory over North Carolina State. We're with you for the next two hours here on WSBT Radio to talk all things fighting Irish football and college football in general. The South Bend Cup season is over, so... We're going to gain back a lot of 15 minutes at the end of the show with the baseball season over. And you know what? It's good timing because we have a lot to talk about, it looks like, in the weeks to come with this Notre Dame football team appearing to have a very high ceiling. You got Central Michigan this week, and then that team from Ohio comes to Notre Dame Stadium in two weeks. And if you get by these two games, then I think it is awfully fair to start dreaming big with this football team. But we got to get to 5-0 and 0 before we have that conversation. All right, it is 9 minutes after 5 o'clock. Budweiser's Weekday sports be Live on 960 AM WSBT. Streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. We're live on the Twitch app as well. I apologize. The camera's a little off right now. I've been trying to fix it, but I couldn't do so. Now let's lock in on tonight's show because we have plenty to get to. The Fighting Irish are 3-0. Up next is Central Michigan, Saturday at 3.30 right here on WSBT Radio. Our pregame coverage is going to start Saturday at 8 a.m. And then we will have Game Day Sports Beat presented by Bud Light. Live from Notre Dame Stadium featuring Eric Hansen, Tyler Horka, and I. We're on the air from 11. Actually make that in noon until 2.30 here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. As we start the program, I want to stop the football talk just for a second. It is obviously one of those days on the calendar that always catches your attention 22 years ago today, our world was turned upside down with the attacks that occurred in New York City, in Pennsylvania, and in Washington, D.C. It is a day that, for those of us that were alive, we will never, ever forget, and we will never forget the people that we lost that particular day and the lives affected of those who had family members or friends that were lost on that tragic day. And through the years, I've always played this 90-second soundbite to kick off a sports beat on this day. I know right after 9-11, we did not have a true sports beat show. For several days, we just sat around and talked about life. There was no football talk. The college football season had been put on hold. I can't remember, was it Purdue that the Irish were going to face? That game got pushed back until the end of the season. It was a really, really... Strange time, the hours and days following 9-11, and my broadcast idol was Jack Buck, then the voice of the Cardinals, and when baseball resumed a couple of days later, he put together this 9-11 speech. It's about 90 seconds long. Like I said, I played it through the years, and I just think it, it says a lot of really, really important things. And let me go back to just a couple of days after 9-11-2001 when Jack Buck at Bush Stadium had this to say.
2: Since this nation was founded under God more than 200 years ago, we have been the bastion of freedom, the light that keeps the free world aglow. We do not covet the possessions of others. We are blessed with the bounty we share. We have rushed to help other nations, anything, anytime, anywhere. War is just not our nature. We won't start, but we will end the fight. If we are involved, we shall be resolved to protect what we know is right. We have been challenged by a cowardly foe who strikes and then hides from our view. With one voice we say, we have no choice today. There is only one thing to do. Everyone is saying the same thing and praying that we end these senseless moments we are living. As our fathers did before, we shall win this unwanted war And our children will enjoy the future we'll be giving. Hmm.
4: Hard to believe. 22 years ago today. We think of those lost every day, but especially on today. All right. It is 513 at WSBT. Let's talk some fighting hours football on this Monday after a three touchdown victory for Notre Dame on the road. It was a week in which leading up to the game I felt like this was going to be a very important week if you're a Fighting Irish football fan or a media member like myself. A chance to get to see this team play better competition, play a Power 5 conference team, and not taking anything away from the domination that occurred beating Navy in Dublin or beating FCS Tennessee State at Notre Dame Stadium. Those games speak for themselves, and had Notre Dame struggled, we would have had a lot to talk about. But they took care of business. So now, Saturday and Raleigh was the step up in competition. An NC State team whose defense is known for being very aggressive. They had had success against Sam Hartman when he was at Wake Forest. But what was going to happen with Sam in a pro-style offense with better personnel around him on this Notre Dame offense? The results? Eventually, very, very good. Things got off to a slow start. Jared Parker made adjustments. And what do you know, at the end of the day, Notre Dame put up 45 points on North Carolina State. Let's go back to Saturday and relive the game through the voice of Paul Burmeister, the voice of the Fighting Irish on the Notre Dame Radio Network, heard right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
5: Snap, hold, kick. It'll be plenty long, and it is good. He nailed it from 54 yards out. Gives right up the middle, estimate, hold, right side, still going 35, 40, near side to the 50, inside of Wolfpack territory, middle of the field, 30, 20, 10, he won't be caught. Touchdown, Irish. Wow, 80 yards, 90-minute break, 80-yard run. NC State, ball middle of the field, with a right to left, first and 10 on their own 40-yard line. Armstrong to the air, linebacker blitz, he throws, far sideline to the 20-yard line. Almost! Yes, it was! intercepted. Picked off by Benjamin Morrison on the 15-yard line. First down at 20 now for the Irish on their own 23. Ball on the right hash, Hartman in a shotgun, drops back two steps looking, survey, throws over the middle, complete, caught to the 40, running to the 45, near side 50, 40, 35, 30, Tobias Merriweather, biggest play of his season so far, down to the North Carolina State 30-yard line, a catch and a run for 45 yards. Armstrong, shotgun, drops back to the 18-yard line, looks to the end zone, in trouble, runs to his left, across the 15, throws to the end zone, touchdown Wolfpack. Brendan Armstrong was rolling to his left, moved back across his body, and in large letters in the end zone, there's an NC State, and that ball was caught right in the middle of the C for the first touchdown for the Wolfpack. So now 1-16 until halftime. Notre Dame's lead of NC State is 10-6. Now rolling out to his right, still looking, throws near sideline, wide open Chris Tyree, near sideline 45-40, inside of Wolfpack territory, 20, down to the 15, cuts it back, Walked down to the 12-yard line. Wow! Great awareness by Hartman to flip the ball to Chris Tyree. Hartman, shotgun, his 20. Forward. To the end zone, a strike and a touchdown. Shady Greathouse, eight yards deep in the end zone. Between the hashes, a 13-yard scoring connection. Play action to him. Here comes the blitz. They throw over it. Complete. Holton stays near side. Run out of bounds. Still going. He stayed in bounds. Sprinting down the near sideline. Touchdown Notre Dame. Terrific job. A tight rope on the sideline through contact for a 40-yard Notre Dame touchdown. Hartman under center. Turns. Fakes the estimate. Throws. Complete five-yard line. Into the end zone. Davis Sherwood. Armstrong, firing, intercepted! The ball picked off at the 16-yard line and going down to the turf as he picked it off was D.J. Brown. Big City, baby! Estimated tailback to the right of Hartman in the shotgun, they give to him, up the middle to the five, hesitates, scores! Bumped into his own lineman on the three-yard line, regathered, and then ran across the stripe by himself seven yard touchdown for number seven. Hartman under center, fakes to him, rolls to his right, looking, floating to the 10, caught, five, touchdown, holding stays. Great call, partner. (laughs) And a great throw from Hartman to stays. Beautiful touch as he caught it inside the 10 and worked his way across the end zone stripe. 35 yard score. Fighting Irish in this second half turned what was a tight game and a seven-point lead into a rout in the favor of the Fighting Irish after a 45-20 win here in Raleigh.
4: There you go. Paul Burmeister had a lot of good calls on Saturday as the Irish took care of North Carolina State 45-24. to Well, the Notre Dame offensive line was under duress In this particular game, not just the offensive line, but everybody that is involved in pass protection. We told you North Carolina State was likely going to be aggressive in their 3-3-5 defense, and they definitely put on plenty of heat to quarterback Sam Hartman. Truly, for the first time in his Notre Dame career, Hartman was dealing with adversity during the game. He was sacked four times, harassed many other times, Had the football knocked out of his hands twice. One of those recovered by North Carolina State. So you do give some credit to NC State. It is so easy to just immediately say pass protection, it wasn't good enough on Saturday. Sometimes you have to tip your cap to the competition who put together a good plan. I sat and watched NFL games yesterday and the world's greatest offensive lineman struggled with packages thrown at them by NFL defensive coordinator. So does pass protection need to be tightened up? Absolutely, folks. You'd love to see it take steps forward, and you would hope it would will under the situation where you're going to get more reputa- rep- reputations repetitions in practice because the competition level is going to step up big time in two weeks. But this offense is clicking, and as the offense continues to grow, including that offensive line, They're putting up some awfully impressive numbers. 45 points on the road against a Power 5 conference team was just what we were looking for going into this game. I picked the game 37-20 Notre Dame. They slightly exceeded my expectation on the offensive side of the football, but we talked on the program with Eric Hansen, the publisher and editor of InsideIndieSports.com on Thursday when he also broke down the game, and I agreed with him, He felt like Sam Hartman was going to have a big day. NC State was going to try to slow down the rushing attack, which that 80-yard touchdown run by Estimate changed the complexion of the game. When Notre Dame's offense was struggling, it was 10-0. But eventually, Hartman was able to make plays down the field, Holden stays, coming into his own at tight end, and eventually Hartman had the big day we were thinking he was going to have with the passing attack of this Fighting Irish Football team. But there is no doubt about it. There was a lot of heat on Sam Hartman in this game, and he finished 15 of 24 for 286 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Marcus Freeman, earlier today during his Monday press conference, which was live on WSBT radio at noon, this is how Marcus summed up the offensive performance Saturday in Raleigh.
6: I'm really proud of the way our team handled a tough environment versus a really good football team. I really believe after watching that tape that that opponent, um, NC State's a good football team. They're tough. They're physical on both sides of the ball, special teams. And so I was proud of the way our, our guys truly handled some resiliency. But then they came back and, and really shut the door in the fourth quarter. We got to a seven-point game, and, and you know we forced a missed field goal, and everybody's like, okay, here we go. And then we ended up having to punt. And then our defense came back out and and was resilient, and then our offense came back and scored, and and we really did a good job in that fourth quarter of of of, you know, saying this is going to be who we are, you know, we're not going to look at the circumstances and what the score is, but really stay in the moment, and and as I tell those guys, win the interval, every play, that's all that really matters. Um, offensively, we, we started slow, um, two three and outs, we can't do that, um, we know that, but but. I really liked the way we use multiple different personnels and formations and, and, and you know different schemes out of those personnels to create um, some mismatches that that we were able to have some some really positive plays throughout the entirety of the game. the two minute drive before half was was again um, really good you know that's three games in a row um, i've been aggressive when the, off, the other team has had the ball and calling timeouts because I believe if we have a chance to get the ball in our offense's hands with no matter how much time, probably if it's more than 30 seconds, I'm going to call timeout so we can get the ball in our offense's hands and let them get a chance to um, run a two-minute operation. And so I was pleased with the way they did that. Um, we obviously can't put the ball on the ground and, and Sam knows that and we have to do a better job at one protecting him, but he's got to do a better job protecting the football um, in no situation, you know, one pre-snap penalty again. And so we, we want zero, but I mean, it's, it's still a great job in that environment where we first time we're using a clap cadence to only have one pre-snap penalty was was huge.
4: You might recall a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to remember today, couldn't find the soundbite. But I believe it was after the Navy game, one thing that Coach Freeman pointed out, something they were working on with Sam Hartman was ball security, keeping both hands on the football, in particular in traffic. And that popped into my head during the game as NC State was able to dislodge the football from Sam twice, one of those being recovered by North Carolina State. So ball security is something That Coach Cadooly and the offensive staff are working on with Sam. Just making sure when you're in traffic, both hands on the football. Ball security, very, very important when you're in a, a pack of players. And NC State did a good job being opportunistic and knocking the football away twice. No surprise here. The ball went all over the place again with Sam at quarterback. Ten players were targeted in the game. Eight of those players had catches. What is interesting your three leading wide receivers combined for the same number of catches as freshman Jaden Greathouse. Jaden Thomas, who has been wide receiver one. He's not an alpha. He was just getting the most targets. Thomas didn't have a catch in this game. Tobias Merriweather had one catch, and it was a big one for 45 yards, and Chris Tyree couple of catches for 68. They had three catches. In a game in which you scored 45, the three top wide receivers or the starting wide receivers combined for three catches. Who would have thought of that at the start of the year? But yet the freshman, Great House, three catches, 15 yards, and a touchdown. I'm telling you what, that throw by Hartman to Great House was an absolute NFL-caliber throw. Greathouse coming from the outside, cutting inside in the back part of the end zone. And Hartman threw a laser. If I'm picturing it correctly, it was a little low, only where Greathouse could catch it. That was a big time, and I mean big time accurate throw by Sam Hartman. That's probably not a touchdown last year, but it was against North Carolina State. And Greathouse continues as a freshman to contribute right away to this football team. Then you had Holden Stays. I said his time's coming. He's going to break out. He's a guy you could see in the slot. Well, he had a touchdown last week against Tennessee State, and just to show that that wasn't a fluke, he doubled down. Holden led the team with catches four, receiving yards 115, and had two receiving touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, Holden stays, led the team in targets as well with five. Marcus Freeman on his up-and-coming tight end, Holden stays.
6: You know, I've said this before, but he's just so steady. Like, man, I know he gets excited when he, you know, makes a good play or scores, but he's never too high and too low. It's the same thing you see in practice. Not every practice is perfect for him, but the ability for him to just continuously be steady, right, and be positive and say, Coach, we're good. Uh, we'll get it fixed.
4: That was, I'm sorry, Freeman talking about how Sam Hartman handled the situation. Here's his comment on stays.
6: Yeah, he, I mean, he adds a, a big element to the pass game. We, we've known Holden's been a, a um, tremendous pass threat. We've got to continuously get him better in the run game, and, and he's committed to that, right? Today he, he showed the, the threat he could be in the pass game. Um, but my challenge to Holden is how can we, can we continue to become a complete tight end? Right, And that's in the run game and the pass game. But it was great to see him um, put two, two touchdowns together today.
4: We have a high standard around these parts for the tight end position at Notre Dame, and rightfully so. I think you have a ton to be excited about. And I'm not discounting anybody else in the depth chart, but let me just highlight the fact that soon, and it may not totally come full circle this year, But in time, Holden stays and Eli Raritan on the field at the same time can be a whole lot of fun for you Irish fans. So a good, good day for Holden stays. And oh, by the way, that Audrick Estime guy who changed the complexion of the game with his 80-yard touchdown run to put the Irish in front, 10-0. Well, he had a pretty good day and a fun call by Paul Burmeister during that ball game down in Raleigh.
5: Takes the snap. Gives right up the middle. Estimate. Hole. Right side. Still going. 35 40. Near side to the 50. Inside of Wolfpack territory. Middle of the field. 30, 20. 10. He won't be caught. Touchdown Irish. Wow. 80 yards. 90 minute break. 80 yard run.
4: And that just sent a lightning strike. I think that through this fighting Irish football team that was looking for some big plays as NC State had clogged up everything with their defense early on. The Irish went with an unbalanced line, NC State didn't have the fit, and Audrick was off to the races, a part of a 14 carry, 134 yard performance, 9.6 yards per carry for Estime and added another 7 yard touchdown later on in the ball game. So good work by Audric Estime for this Fighting Irish football team. And the Irish got seven carries for 31 yards out of Jadarian Price. Jeremiah Love, six for 24. And Jabron Payne was in there for four carries. He accumulated six yards in the ball game. So for the Fighting Irish offense, a 45-point day, even though There were ups and downs. The six touchdown drives, there were six three and outs. At the end of the day, 16 first downs for the Irish. 61 plays for 456 yards, 7.5 yards per play. The rushing attack went for 4.6, 37 rushes for 170. And then you throw in Sam Hartman's 286 passing yards. You end the day with 456 yards of Total offense. We'll talk about the Irish defense when we come back. You're listening to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT. Is Joint Pain. Abby, thank you very much. Sports Beat continues on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT. Coming up. A conversation with Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He was on site in Raleigh for Saturday's game and the weather delay. We'll talk fighting Irish football with Tyler coming up in a little bit here on WSBT Radio. Well, we spent a little time in our last segment focusing on the fighting Irish offense. Now let's give equal time or thereabouts to Al Golden's Defense who put on a lot of pressure on their own on quarterback Brennan Armstrong. NC State ended up with 24 points at the end of the day, but I think we started to see what Golden's defense truly was going to look by look like playing North Carolina State earlier today. Head coach Marcus Freeman had this to say about Coach Golden's squad.
6: Defensively, we were the opposite. The offense started extremely fast, right? I think out of the first seven drives, you had five three and outs, um, we forced a punt, and then we had an interception. Um, and then you look at the, the first touchdown drive, you have three penalties. You can't have that, you know? And that's something I challenge the defensive staff and, and our players. Like, if we want to be a great defense, then we can't have three penalties, one of them being a personal foul. Um, I think one was a hand to the face, and one was a defensive holding. So that can't happen because um, the result of that is a touchdown versus a good team. And so, um, But no matter what the situations, man, I thought they kept battling. Three interceptions is huge, you know, and the offense ended up scoring 14 points off of those three interceptions. So that was big. Um, They're playing hard. They're playing fast. And I said this before, but you can see the clarity that our players have. Coach, why are they playing so fast and why are they playing so aggressive because there's clarity. They know what they're doing, they know why they're doing it, they know how they're doing it, and they're playing violent. And so um, really good job on our defense. And it was good to finally get some special teams in there. Right, Spencer hit a uh, new school record 54-yard field goal. Um, he barely missed the 56-yarder. And if you watch it, I mean, he hit it almost above half of the field goal post. So plenty of leg. I don't know how far that equates out to somebody that can do the, the <laughs> geometry and stuff and measure the angles can tell you how far that ball would have went. but. It was really good to see. Man, he's got a huge leg. And then um, uh, Bryce averaged over 50 yards a punt, right? He about 50 yards a punt, and I think our net was about 44 yards. It was, uh, it was a good day. It was a really good day on special teams.
4: Marcus Freeman from earlier today. This is what the comes to mind for me when I think about the Irish defense through three weeks. There has not been that moment where you say – Oh, my gosh, what was he doing there in terms of a player? A major miscue. I think the message from Al Golden down through his position coaches have delivered a succinct message to the players. When you play fast, you know exactly what you're doing. Sometimes, if you're not sure, there's a hesitation, and that can lead to bad things. Right now, this team is playing fast, and they're executing at a high level. Now, I was disappointed in the lack of discipline at times on the defensive side of the football. I felt like that first NC State touchdown drive was helped too much by penalties that should not have taken place. That can be cleaned up. Ten penalties is not championship football, but that can be cleaned up. If that's the biggest thing we're worried about right now, that's not a bad thing because that's something that can be corrected very, very quickly by the coaching staff. But defensively, I think Coach Golden is doing a really, really good job seeing what we all see with that front, not consistently being able to get to the quarterback. So using extra players, blitzers, to cause havoc on the quarterback and that was on display early and often against North Carolina State. Don't be deceived by the stats. When you see the Irish having just one sack in this game and four sacks for the season, that's not everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bringing the quarterback down is a game changer or at the very least a drive changer. But you're seeing the pressure forcing a veteran quarterback, a 23-year-old in Brennan Armstrong, into multiple mistakes in that game. Quarterback hurries can act like sacks from the standpoint of forcing the quarterback into a mistake. Never totally buy into quarterback hurries. Because as we have found, since this stat has become more recognized, different schools handle quarterback hurries in a different way. The home team is in charge of the stats, and some teams really focus in on quarterback hurries, others do not. So sometimes the quarterback hurries can be a little bit deceiving. Not trying to make excuses, but it can be sometimes not telling The whole story. And you look at Notre Dame's total, they are only credited with six quarterback hurries in the game. Maybe I don't understand the definition of what they go by with a quarterback hurry, but we're in double digits in terms of the quarterback of NC State being affected by Notre Dame defenders in the vicinity. You take a look at only one sack. But they also forced Armstrong into three interceptions. And Brennan Armstrong very easily, realistically, could have been picked off five times in this game. Morrison almost had a second, and the freshman, Christian Gray, had one hit both of his hands. He was reaching out to his right. To me, watching the replay, He went from, I'm just going to bat this down to the last second. Oh, wait a minute. I can catch this. And the ball just went off his hands. Hey, pass breakup. We'll take that. You'd like the interception. But Armstrong's day could have been a whole lot worse. So if you just pick up the stats and didn't watch the game, the stats to me don't tell the whole story. One sack and six quarterback hurries. Armstrong was not comfortable in that pocket. And Notre Dame's defense also did a tremendous job of not letting Armstrong escape. When they brought extra hats, the Irish defense did a really good job, as Marcus Freeman pointed out today, making sure that Armstrong didn't escape through the B gaps. They were covered. He didn't have a whole lot of place to escape. He only ended up with 26 rushing yards in this game. He had 90-plus against Connecticut. Personally, I expected Armstrong to be asked to run a little bit more design run plays, but that didn't happen nearly as much as I thought, and that was one of their better plays against UConn. So Al Golden, knowing that that front four may not consistently give you the pressure that you're looking for, he's got the corners to put on the field to go man and then send linebackers, safeties, linebackers and safeties on some occasions to get the pressure necessary to make the opposing quarterback very uncomfortable. Hey, and props to Donovan Heinisch picking up the sack for the fighting Irish. Thomas Harper led the team with seven tackles. He also had two pass breakups, Howard Cross and Javante Jean-Baptiste really good along the defensive line. Cross was involved in a lot of, plays. May not have gotten credit for the tackles, but he was around the football all day, really impressed with his last couple of weeks. Those two players ended up with five tackles in the ball game. And for the Fighting Irish on a day in which, yeah, they only had one sack, but the pressure led to some great opportunities for plays to be made by the Fighting Irish Secondary.
5: NC State, ball middle of the field, moving right to left, first and 10 on their own 40-yard line. Armstrong to the air, linebacker blitz. He throws, far sideline to the 20-yard line. Almost. Yes, it was. Intercepted. Picked off by Benjamin Morrison on the 15-yard line. Third down 17, now on the left hash. A lot of work to be done for Armstrong. Here comes a linebacker and safety blitz. They throw over the top of it, ball drop, tip, and intercepted. Ball picked off on the 33-yard line, middle of the field. Xavier Watts standing on his own two-yard line. Looking, Armstrong, firing, intercepted. The ball picked off at the 16-yard line and going down to the turf as he picked it off was D.J. Brown. Pick City, baby!
4: Paul Burmeister and Ryan Harris there on the end on the Notre Dame Radio Network. Heard right here on WSBT Radio on Saturday. Final thought on the NC State offense, the run defense for Notre Dame, held down this NC State offense. At the end of the day, the running game wasn't much of a factor. 30 carries, 86 yards, 2.8 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Oftentimes you say, well, the rushing numbers don't tell the whole story because sacks in college football come off the rushing yardage. Remember, he was only sacked one time, Brendan Armstrong, so... That was a really good day by the Fighting Irish defense stopping the run. Their top running back, Jordan Houston, only was asked to run the ball 7 times for 26 yards and you get back to Armstrong being contained. He had 12 rushes for just 26 yards in the ball game. Marcus Freeman on his defense containing Armstrong.
6: Yeah, it's it's you know, a constant battle because you don't want to keep them on leashes, right? You don't want them to be so non-aggressive that there's no pass rush. You have to be somewhat aggressive. I thought we created different rush lanes, right, to, to confuse him so he couldn't just step up. We kept talking about those B gaps, especially to his left. Right, our right B gap, we had to keep him out of there. So, those different things we were trying to do to truly keep him from escaping vertical through that B gap. But, I mean, he still did a great job of, of keeping plays alive. Man, he's a competitor, he is a, a tough guy. We tried to, you know, obviously, if he ran the ball, try to hit him like a running back and um, kept bouncing up and, and, and competing. So, I have a lot of respect for him.
4: Yeah, the Irish did pop Armstrong a couple of times in this contest. So, at the end of the day, NC State, 21st downs in the ball game they ran 17 more plays than the Irish 78 for 344 yards only 4.4 yards gained per play in that particular ball game for NC State they were penalized 8 times for 54 yards and on third down in this ball game NC State was 8 of 19 when we come back, a couple of thoughts on special teams and we will talk about our Twitter question of the day as well. Still to come, we'll talk Notre Dame football with blue and gold illustrated Notre Dame football beat reporter who was down in Raleigh, Tyler Horka. That's all coming up as we talk all things Fighting Irish football, following a 45-24 win over NC State. The Irish are 3 and 0 heading into the home game this Saturday against Central Michigan and this is your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT
1: Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT
5: Highlight reel won by Williams Down the sideline Williams Chase by
3: Gamble. 20, 10, what a run Touchdown Spectacular run Here's the fake
1: Here's your host Darren Pritchett
4: 553 at WSBT Tonight following Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat it is the season's debut of Caveman Corner live from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill in Mishawaka the show's going to air from 7 until 7:45 co-host Brian Miller and Dean Huppert will welcome to the program the outstanding head football coach at Mishawaka High School, Keith Kinder, along with two of his players, Ethan Bryce and Jack Troyer. Also on the program, Mishawaka volleyball coach Steve Anderson and players Ellie Adams and Ella Watford. That is Caveman Corner right here on WSBT Radio, live from Monterey, Mexican Bar and Grill in Mishawaka, starting at 7 o'clock here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We conclude our early portion of the show recap of the Notre Dame win over North Carolina State, just offering a couple of special teams numbers. Spencer Schrader set a Notre Dame record with a 54-yard field goal, and he hit the upright from 56, and that ball was, what, over halfway up the bar. Pretty good kick. He was also 6-for-6 six six on extra point tries. Schrader had 8 kickoffs, 5 touchbacks. NC State returned 2 of those for a total of 52 yards. Notre Dame kickoff return man Jadarian Price 2 returns for 45. The Irish did not have a punt return. Bryce McPherson of Notre Dame 6 punts, averaged 50.7 yard per punt. NC State did a pretty good job on punt returns. Four returns for 41 yards.
1: This is the Budweiser's weekday sports beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
4: Well, on Friday's program, we asked you to try to come up with the best Notre Dame football parlay for the NC State game. We offered you four choices. And at the end of the day, you chose... Notre Dame minus seven and a half, and the over under would be over 50 and a half. Here are the results only three percent of you went with the parlay NC State plus seven and a half and over 50 and a half. You got one of those two right. Third place in the voting NC State plus seven and a half, and the game total points under 50 and a half. Neither one of those turned out to be correct. Second place in our voting for the Notre Dame NC State game 33% went with the correct parlay. Notre Dame minus seven and a half and over 50 and a half. After the first quarter, you're thinking there is no way these two teams are going to get to 50 and a half. Well, sure enough, they did. In fact, 69 ended up being the total. So 33% who voted, you had the correct answer. Notre Dame minus seven and a half and over 50 and a half points. But the parlay that got the most votes, unfortunately, it wasn't correct, but 51% said Notre Dame minus seven and a half and under 50 and a half total points. So we're 0 3 so far in picking the right parlay. We'll try again on Saturday. I think Notre Dame favored right around 33 34 early on against Central Michigan. Today's Twitter X-Question of the Day can be found on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Who gets the ultimate game ball from the Notre Dame 45-24 win over NC State? Your four choices. Quarterback Sam Hartman, running back Audrick Estime, tight end Holden stays, or the Fighting Irish secondary? Again, vote on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Results coming up on tomorrow's program. Tomorrow, 5 o'clock hour, my co-host will be ABC 57's Allison Hayes. Sportsbeat tonight brought to you by Budweiser for 13 years, Folds of Honor. And both have provided life-changing scholarships to military families. Join United Beverage in raising a bud to raise funds for Folds of Honor. By Bethel University's Adult and Graduate Studies. Visit BethelUniversity.edu slash SolidGround for details. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. September is Hunger Action Month. How will you choose to help end hunger? Learn more at FeedIndiana.org. By Midland Engineering Company beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. By the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. By Legacy Heating and Air, ask how you can get free maintenance for life and save like a champion today. And by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for 75 years. You can listen to
1: Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT Radio in the App Store and Google Play. Now, back to local sports talk on Sports Beat with your host, Darren Pritchett.
4: And I'm joined by Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame Football Beat reporter for Blue and Gold Illustrated. You can read his work at Blue and Gold. He was down in Raleigh for Notre Dame's 45-24 victory over North Carolina State. He had to work through that weather delay, a little five-and-a-half-hour football game, but fortunately we got through it. The Irish pulled out the victory, and Tyler, I kind of felt like last week this was going to be our first true look at this fighting Irish football team playing a Power Five conference team, upping the talent level of the opposition. I guess let me just get your overall impressions. How impressed were you with this Fighting Hours football team after taking on this North Carolina State team that defensively tried to cause some havoc?
3: Yeah, North Carolina State definitely did that early in that ballgame. I think on Notre Dame's first two possessions, which were both in the first quarter, I came away thinking – NC State's doing everything it can to get after Sam Hartman, to stop the run, to kind of harass the receivers a little bit. So it was definitely a step up in competition, and you saw that. It wasn't Navy anymore. It wasn't Tennessee State. But I was really impressed with just the way Notre Dame weathered that storm, for one, weathered the actual storm that you alluded to with the weather delay there. Um, It was a weird day in Raleigh, North Carolina, and in the end, over the course of a 60-minute game, and I think we need to harp on that a little bit more, that there's some people coming out of it saying, hey, this was close for, for a while. It was 3-0 to zero at the weather delay, and then it was 24-17, to 17, and NC State had the ball in plus territory with the potential to tie the game in late in the third quarter. But the thing is, that didn't happen. Notre Dame eventually won by three touchdowns these are 60-minute football games for a reason. Over the course of 60 minutes, it became very clear that Notre Dame is not just a better football team than NC State, but is a much better football team than NC State. So, you know, from Sam Hartman to the three interceptions from three different defensive backs, you know, everything in between, I thought Notre Dame was pretty impressive out there.
4: We enter the season knowing that the front four, their ability to consistently get after the quarterback was going to be a major question. And I think this game started to show us that our thoughts were right, first of all. But also, Tyler, we've been harping on the fact Al Golden's got the ability to bring pressures because he's got great corners to work with. What do you think you learn about Al Golden and the way that he wants to play defense this year with the personnel on his side of the football?
3: Yeah, we definitely learned that Al Golden understands what you just laid out that Notre Dame doesn't have an Isaiah Foskey and Notre Dame probably isn't going to be toward the top of the SBS chart in total sacks like it has been the past couple of years when Foskey was on the team and getting 11 sacks in both of those seasons so you're seeing some more uh, pressure with five or six guys and obviously when you have five or six guys pressuring uh, a couple of those are linebackers and maybe some of those are defensive backs and so the, the looks are a little bit more exotic, and it's been working. Sports Info Solutions actually has an interesting number that says that Notre Dame is number five in the country in presser percentage, which means uh, knocking down a quarterback, hurrying a quarterback, uh, sacking a quarterback, obviously is included in that, but that's only happened four times total for, for Notre Dame. But all of those other things, you know, getting a quarterback on the run because you're up in his – personal space in the backfield, Notre Dame's done a lot of that. 45.1% of the time per Sports Info Solutions, Notre Dame has actually uh, recorded a true pressure. So uh, regression to the mean or whatever it is, uh, whatever, however you want to look at this, Notre Dame is going to get more sacks eventually. Uh, and Al Golden knows the best way to do that is to continue doing what Notre Dame has done in these three games, which is, uh, especially in that Aztec package on third down, get after the quarterback with multiple different guys, because you don't have, you know, Jordan Botello has proven not to be Isaiah Fosky where you probably expect him to get a sack per game. He's just not mm-hmm. that guy yet.
4: He is Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, NC State, 84 rushing yards in the ball game. We talked about it all week and again on game day on Saturday that this North Carolina State offense was going to live or die by their quarterback and the type of day that Brennan Armstrong was going to have. And there was that fear, Tyler, of him taking over the game with his ability to run with the football. 90-plus rushing yards in the first game against Connecticut. I think, again, Golden using the spy tactic at times on Armstrong really prevented him from taking over this football game
3: absolutely and that was the game plan for nc state it was was notre dame knowing that he was going to try to run and nc state said you know what we're going to try to run him anyway he ends up recording 12 rushing attempts which is by far the most on the team uh jordan houston number one running back only had seven rushing attempts so they definitely threw the ball a lot more than they tried to run it but the running game was predicated Armstrong and Notre Dame shut him down to the tune of just 26 rushing yards on those 12 attempts. So you mentioned, what was it? 84 rushing yards total for yep. the team. Brennan Armstrong had more than that by himself against UConn in week one, yet 96. So to limit him to less than 30, I think there was a sack in there and it might've gone for uh, seven yards. I want to say, so it was around 30, 33 yards for an for uh, Brennan Armstrong Uh, when you take out the sack, but, I mean, that's still only a third of the total that he got to against UConn, so Notre Dame was much better against Brennan Armstrong's running ability than UConn was, as you would expect, and it it definitely was one of the things that played into the result of that game because as many times as NC State threw the ball, they weren't really efficient as a passing team, and the one thing that could have maybe even the playing field for them when they had the ball was Armstrong's extending plays, making plays with his legs. Notre Dame made sure that didn't happen.
4: Tyler, how would you assess the day the offensive line had against a very aggressive Wolfpack defense?
3: I would say it was was pretty good. Uh, I think there's too many people coming out of this saying uh, the Notre Dame offensive line is not Joe Moore award worthy. I, I saw a lot of things that I didn't like and That's just going to happen over the course of a 60-minute football game. Like I said earlier, these football games are long, man. You're going to have instances, especially when NC State is doing what it's doing, just loading the box and really trying to get after Sam Hartman and really trying to stop the run. I mean, Audrick estimates 80-yard touchdown is attributable to the way the offensive line blocked on that play. And, I mean, I'm sure if you go back and watch Sam Hartman's four touchdown throws, uh, he was adequately blocked for, and he was able to get the ball out on those plays, so uh, I, I would say the offensive line did enough to win a football game 45-24, to 24. and let me tell you, if you're playing NC State, you'll take 45-24. to 24. If you're playing USC, Ohio State, Duke, uh, even Pittsburgh or Wake Forest, 45-24 to 24 is a pretty good football score for the winning team, and you're going to need good offensive line play to get to a number like that. And I think that's what we saw. It was a pretty good day for that
4: group. Tyler, I remember a week or two ago, Marcus Freeman making a point that, hey, we are working on some things with Sam Hartman, including not just having one hand on the football when there's traffic, having two hands on the football. I remember that during the NC State game because obviously the ball was on the ground twice as Hartman was under pressure, had it knocked away on a couple of occasions, one time recovered by North Carolina State. But I guess that's where we are right now through three weeks with Sam Hartman because everything else has turned out to be awfully good with Sam at the helm of this offense. But there was a lot more adversity for him to deal with this Saturday.
3: Yeah, from the start, too. I mean, two three and outs in a row for the Notre Dame offense in that first quarter. Ah, uh, one of those fumbles came uh, then, I think, and then the one that he lost came in the third quarter, and that's when NC State had the ball, like I was alluding to earlier, down twenty four uh, to seventeen and could have tied it up was was coming right off of a Hartman fumble uh, deep in his own territory, so not ideal, but it's what you saw from him against NC State before what you didn't when he was at Wake Forest. what you didn't see then was. Uh, four touchdown to zero interceptions ratio. I mean, that works every time. I think the play to Chris Tyree was really a result of Sam Hartman buying some time, uh, making some defenders come to him out in the flat. And Tyree did a good job of opening himself up to the quarterback. And a few plays later, Jaden Greathouse is in the end zone, which by the way, that was a really, really good throw oh, to Greathouse yeah. uh, in the end zone. So, yeah, this is a guy where you don't want him to put the football on the ground. Marcus Freeman said that, but, you know, Notre Dame lived with those plays because it gave up zero points off of those two fumbles, only lost one of them. And then when he's doing all of those other things, uh, you want that guy quarterbacking your team uh, 10 Saturdays out of 10 Saturdays, you know, 12 Saturdays, whatever it is, every <laughs> single fall Saturday, you would have that guy on your team.
4: Tyler, let me set up a question about the wide receiving core with this. If we're talking on July 1st, and had I told you Notre Dame at North Carolina State was going to put up 45 points, but their three starting wide receivers, Jaden Thomas, Chris Tyree, and Tobias Merriweather, would combine for the same number of catches at Jaden Greathouse, what type of explanation would you have given me?
3: <laughs> uh I, can't, I don't know if I could even comprehend that at that time. I mean, I'd be like, are you serious? Like, are, are, are you writing some sort of uh, fictional book, that like sci-fi fantasy type of thing, something that could never <laughs> occur? Um, that's what I would probably think, because I went into the year thinking Jaden Thomas was going to be good for three six catches, maybe 60 yards, maybe 100 yards. He really breaks well any game. And he had zero in this game. I mean, it was really kind of a no-show for wide receiver one. He needed to catch uh, that pass from Sam Hartman along the sideline. I believe it was in the first half. A little overthrown, but if you're a wide receiver one, you make that catch. And we're talking about how good uh, QB to wide receiver looked on that play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's deep. And when you hit the, the wide receiver core and just the pass catchers in general, like the running backs, Our pass catching options in this offense as well. But when you have a sophomore tight end like Holden Stace have his coming out party for four catches, 115 yards, two touchdowns, you can live with nothing from even wide receiver one. So um, I think Sam Hartman is is kind of loving where he's at right now because uh, who knows, maybe against Central Michigan, Tobias Merriweather is the guy that catches four catches uh, for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Maybe Jaden Thomas, comes back to life. Like that's where we're at with this Notre Dame offense. Marcus Freeman said in his press conference Monday, any any guy can be the guy on any given play, and that's a good spot for your offense to be in. Hmm.
4: I guess I gotta mention Audric Estebay's name because one hundred and thirty four yards, two touchdowns, nine point six yards per carry. And I really felt like, Tyler, the Notre Dame offense early in the game needed a boost, an injection of some exciting plays because NC State was clogging the game up a little bit, and what do you know, the first play after the weather delay, estimate I thought, changed the complexion of the football game with that 80-yard touchdown run.
3: Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, press boxes are supposed to be pretty subdued. It's a working environment. Nobody's rooting for anybody up there. It's all objective journalists, but I think I heard some laughs. I heard some like no ways, like, Holy cow. Uh, We've been waiting 105 football or uh, minutes for football to come back in this thing. And this is what's going to happen on the very first play. So uh, you're absolutely right. It came at a perfect time. I mean, obviously it came at a perfect time. Like I said, we were all waiting for anything. And then right after the break, we get that. It was uh, exciting. I think that uplifts the entire Notre Dame sideline. I, I mean, Obviously, I was at the game, so, uh, and I haven't watched it back yet. I usually do that Monday nights, but I think Marcus Freeman like really reacted positively to that. If, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a replay that I saw where he's running down the sideline, like that's what I'm talking about. You know, this is what we needed. So that's why you got you have guys like Audrey Estime on your team because he can really change games. with just you know, snap of a finger, one snap, one snap of a football is all it took for him to go 80 yards and. Um, really, kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. It, from that point forward, you kind of got the feeling that it was going to be NC State playing catch up for most of the game, and that's what it was. And then in the fourth quarter, um, you know, they, they they ran out of catch up. They had there was no Heinz to be found.
4: We both felt like at some point Holden Stays was going to have a breakout moment. Had a touchdown catch against Tennessee State, but I guess. The matchup against NC State truly was his breakout game. I mean, Tyler led the team in catches, receiving yards and touchdowns.
3: Yeah, he was awesome. And, I mean, you can't expect him to beat that every single week. But, I mean, that's three touchdowns in the last two football games. Uh, You know, that works. That works against anybody. And it's kind of what we've seen in practices, too. You just show up at an Dame football practice, And you're like, whoa, who is this guy? Uh, He's kind of towering above everybody else. Definitely looks like a tight end, but kind of runs and and carries himself as a wide receiver. So uh, the marriage of that, the combination of that, usually lends itself to the ability to do what he did at NC State. And I think it was a coming out party of sorts. Like I said, you, you don't expect him to do that every single week. Nobody can. I mean, even Michael Mayer didn't have those numbers every single week. But... Uh, He's a guy that can give you a lot every single week, even if it isn't that. So uh, the Notre Dame offense is definitely better when he's operating at a level like that.
4: Okay, last question. This is a tough one, and it's probably an unfair question, but let me develop it. You graduated from Texas. Uh, My fiancé is an Alabama fan, so I've seen a lot of Alabama (laughs) football the last three years. We both watched Florida State destroy LSU in the second Uh half. Too early to honestly give a really good answer, but do you think Notre Dame at least is in the ballpark with the teams that we just talked about in particular, Texas and Florida State, or what needs to happen for you to put them in that category at some point this season?
3: No, I I think they're there. I I think Notre Dame is there with those teams, and right now it's because Sam Hartman. I mean, what do those two teams have? great quarterback play i mean quinn ewers was phenomenal against alabama some of the places that he put the football uh fantastic and jordan travis for florida state i think everyone knows that you know he's he's a dude he's in that heisman conversation and and, and quinn ewers might be there too and you know who else is there sam hartman so i think they're there i think the texas defensive line might be a little bit better than notre dame's right now and
4: sometimes
3: when you get Right, when you get these top 10 teams go head-to-head, like defensive lines can make a difference. Um, I haven't watched too much Florida State since that game, um, and I don't think it was the defensive line. Or maybe it was. I guess LSU's Jaden Daniels was kind of flustered in that game, and yeah. you probably attribute that to a Florida State defensive line. So I think both of those teams might be better in the trenches on that side of the ball. So maybe they are. I mean, the rankings will tell you that they are a little bit better than Notre Dame. But I'll end that conversation by saying, Like if you put Notre Dame on the same field as Texas or Florida State right now, I think you're talking between a three to five point point spread on a neutral field, maybe even closer to that field goal, maybe even like zero to three. So to me, because of Sam Hartman and just the way that this Notre Dame team feels around him right now, uh, they're probably in that tier. Hmm.
4: You're a Longhorn and Cowboy fan. She's an Alabama Giants fan, so I'm blaming you for my weekends. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, I, I had a great one. Look, t- can you just get home from work today and, and just say, hey, let Tyler Horka have this one. It was <laughs> his birthday on Sunday, so it, it was it was bound to go that – or like no, actually, it was probably bound to go the other way. I'm just glad that uh, – You know, the man upstairs must have been looking out for me and said, hey, we'll we'll give you these two this weekend. Very fortunate
4: for that. I I think you would have taken a split had I offered it to you.
3: Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. I I go into these things fully expecting the worst, and I'm going to go 0 for 2, and the only thing that's going to make this weekend great (laughs) is uh, the fact that it was my birthday. So I I guarantee you there will be a, a weekend here in this football season where I, on Sunday night, I go to bed sad knowing that Texas lost, and the Cowboys lost on the same weekend. I guarantee you.
4: Mm. Well, enjoy this one. That was a fun weekend for you, (laughs) and you got to watch the Irish in person beat North Carolina State by 21, and now all the Notre Dame media back together as one for the matchup against Central Michigan on Saturday. Tyler, thanks for doing this. Greatly appreciate it. Check out Tyler's work at blueandgold.com, and we will see you on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I can't wait. I just want to end with that. I know that Texas won, the Cowboys won, but truly the highlight of my weekend every single week is being able to go to these different stadiums yeah. and watch Notre Dame football in person. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's why we do what we do, um, and I can't wait to do it, even if it's only Central Michigan. Uh, but at this time next week, we'll be talking about Ohio State,
4: You bet. and that's going to be awesome. And Mer- make sure you check out blueandgold.com. If you're not a subscriber, please consider it, because the work they do is second to none. So, Tyler, thank you so much. We'll see you at the old ball yard on Saturday.
3: All right, thanks, Darren. See you there.
4: That's Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated. We'll take a timeout. We'll continue recapping the Notre Dame victory over NC State next on WSBT.
5: Here come the Irish.
1: Notre Dame football coverage continues now.
5: Gives to estimate. He leaps at the one and goes over the strike. Touchdown, Notre Dame.
1: Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Hartman keeps it, runs it off the middle, bulldozing to the end zone,
5: and he's in.
1: On Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
5: Low snap, hands off inside to estimate ten five. He'll get there. Touchdown Notre Dame.
4: Six thirty seven at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett back with you. Hey, here's good news for you. Beginning at eight thirty. This Friday morning, you can purchase two, that's two $25 gift certificates to Mishawaka and Granger Barnaby's for just $25. Where? At RestaurantOfTheWeek.com. That's RestaurantOfTheWeek.com. Use your certificates at all three locations, including at the corner of Grape and Edison, at the intersection of Capitol and Cleveland, and their newest location, Barnaby's of Twin Branch on Lincoln Way East, just west of Bittersweet. Come enjoy Barnaby's in Mishawaka and Granger. This week's Restaurant of the Week, again, two $25 gift certificates for just $25 starting Friday morning at 830 only at restaurantoftheweek.com.
1: One question, five answers. This is the, my five questions of the day on sports radio, 960 WSBT.
4: Today, the five game balls that I want to hand out from Notre Dame's 45, 24 victory over North Carolina state. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. Let's begin with just the fighting Irish secondary in general. What a great performance by this bunch, making big plays throughout the game. We'll start with defensive back Thomas Harper. He led the entire Notre Dame football team with seven tackles, three solos, and four assists. He also collected two pass breakups. Safety DJ Brown, he was involved in five tackles and came up with an interception. Safety Xavier Watts, three tackles, an interception, and a pass breakup. It's easy to forget a couple of years ago, he was catching the football for the offense as a wide receiver. Now he and the coaching staff have turned him into a terrific safety for this football team. And cornerback Benjamin Morrison, three tackles, an interception, and nearly. Had a second pick. Christian Gray, the freshman, also had a ball go off his hands. Or Notre Dame's interception total could have been five rather than three. Four. At number four, good old number seven, running back Audric Estime. Again, I think he kick-started the Irish offense. It was sluggish before the weather delay. After the weather delay... First play, unbalanced line put out by the Irish coaching staff. NC State didn't fit it properly, and off to the races goes Estime. I know Tyler Horka mentioned that there was that, oh, wow, in the press box at NC State when no one could catch Estime. We all know it. People that don't see Notre Dame every week don't realize it. He's not just a big, powerful body. He is a whole lot quicker than you would anticipate. And NC State found out about that estimate speed as no one could catch him from behind. So Estime had the 80-yard touchdown run to put the Irish up 10-0. Finished the game, 14 carries, 134 yards, 9.6 yards per carry, and had two rushing touchdowns. In the contest.
1: Okay, okay, Uh, number three.
4: I've mentioned this guy a couple of weeks now. I think Howard Cross is playing really good football. He is around the football constantly from the interior of that Irish defensive line. The son of a former New York Giant tight end. Once again, around the football, finished with five tackles in the contest, two solos, and three assists. Number two. After the Navy game when the tight ends had no catches, there was no reason to panic because Holden Stays was going to have a breakout moment at some point. Didn't know when it was going to be. We got a glimpse last week at Notre Dame Stadium when Stays caught a touchdown pass against Tennessee State, the first of his collegiate career. Well, just to show that that wasn't a fluke, Sam Hartman targeted Holden Stays more than any other Notre Dame offensive player against North Carolina State. Stays was targeted five times, ended up with four catches, 115 yards, and not one, but two touchdown catches. He has now officially arrived, and he has shown up On tape the last two games, catching the football. Just something else for the opposition to worry about, as Sam Hartman the last two games has worked in the tight ends. And now, it's not a team that has Michael Mayer on anymore, but Stays showed what he can do against North Carolina State on Saturday.
1: Number one.
4: And I'm going to give the ultimate game ball to Sam Hartman because he was under distress in this game first time he had faced adversity in a Notre Dame football game. First two games went pretty smoothly. even had a somersault touchdown against Tennessee State. But this time he had defenders in his face throughout the ball game. There was no panic. He stayed calm. Now, he put the football on the turf twice, and Coach Freeman talking about ball security has to improve But otherwise, Hartman, 15 of 24, 286 yards, four touchdowns, including the play I highlighted earlier, an NFL throw to Jaden Greathouse. That was a laser and on the money. He was sacked four times, fumbled twice, lost one fumble, but Hartman led the charge once again for this fighting Irish offense. The secondary estimate stays Hartman all prime candidates to be kind of that, to steal a hockey term, the number one star of the ball game. So that's our My Five for today. The five players who deserve game balls from the win over North Carolina State. Well, don't forget, we've got Monday Night Football coming up tonight. 7.45 pregame on Westwood One. Two great quarterbacks going toe-to-toe. Two really good AFC East football teams, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills taking on Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. I saw about an hour ago, nobody was in the stadium or on the field They're having some weather issues. Hopefully that's cleared up since that was posted about an hour ago. But hopefully we will have some football right around 820 tonight. Bills and Jets in what could be a classic Monday night ball game. We've got Sizzler talk coming up next as Sportsbeat continues on WSBT.